This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. When you advanced from the sixth grade in my hometown, you, of course, went to the seventh grade, which was high school, because when I was growing up, our high school was seventh through 12, went to the high school. Uh, that only happened for one year, and then we went back and, and had eighth grade at a junior high school and then proceeded back to a uh, you know nine through 12 was at the regular high school again. But graduating from grammar school, going directly to the high school, what they did was they slotted you into a word called stenographic, which meant that you were in whatever class was related to one of those letters. I was in the S group of stenographic, which means that I was in the top two groups. And I think S and T were actually equal, but I was in the top two groups when I was in the seventh grade, which means that they must have seen something in me that had potential. And uh, it was supposed to be the smart group. So Anyway, I was in the S group in seventh grade and eighth grade. There were no groups. It was kind of a collective, strange new school with no walls and a whole bunch of other crazy stuff. Got into the ninth grade, was still in the S group, and that's when things started to change because I started to get interested in sports. So when I was a freshman, I played football. I made an attempt at wrestling, and then I played baseball, and ultimately baseball was all I cared about. So my freshman year, my grades were pretty good. In my sophomore year, as I was focusing on football, I started to get uh, high high B minuses and even higher C pluses. And my dad didn't want me to get any C's at all. And so I started to begin to tell him by the time I got to the spring that, you know, dad, my problem was that I was just a little too focused on sports and I had too much too much work to do in sports. And so I wasn't able to achieve the grades that I wanted to achieve in in the classes that I was in because I was just too busy. And if he would just move me down from the first level to the second level, then my grades would go up and there would be a good balance out for athletics. Well, he totally ignored me my sophomore year. Uh, my grades still didn't get any better, but my junior year, the excuse worked. And I told him in my junior year, you know, dad, if you would just move me down to the second level, I just know that my grades would go up. So he proceeded to allow me to move down to the second level and crazy as crazy might be, I still was getting C pluses and actually was tossing in a couple of C's and maybe a C minus every once in a while. And of course, I had an excuse. The excuse was, you know, I was just so focused on football and baseball that if I was just able to move down to the third level, that if I got into the third level, then my grades would get better. Of course, that was my excuse. Well, sure enough, he, I was able to talk him into moving me down to the third level in math. And uh, remember, my teacher was, uh, was Mr. King in the third level. At least I think it was Mr. King. And anyway, I was in the third level and 
lo and behold, I know this sounds crazy, but I still got C pluses and I still got C's. And so my excuse is, uh, that I gave to my dad, which he listened to, which looking back on, he shouldn't have listened to, uh, were just a complete joke and they serve no purpose whatsoever. So why do I share with you that very unimpressive academic discussion? I do that because I wanted to focus a little bit on excuses this week. And excuses are a little bit like rear ends. Everybody has one. Nobody needs another. And what is the biggest excuse that we hear in contact centers from uh, managers and leaders when they discuss how they're doing. There's usually somewhere in there that things are going okay until, you know what, the phones are slammed and busy and then we insert, we didn't get to our targets, our goals, our training, coaching, reports, projects, no matter what it is, as soon as we say the phones are slammed and busy Everything seems to go out the door, and it seems to be the number one excuse in a contact center. You hear the excuse constantly, the phones are slammed and busy. And then, of course, you immediately hear, we didn't get to, get to, and then you insert our targets, right, which is we didn't get to our goals, we didn't get to training, we didn't get to coaching, we didn't get to our reports, we didn't get to our projects. And, of course, we also know what happens, which means that there's no engagement, no encouragement, no coaching, a lot of stress, no laughter, exhaustion, et cetera, et cetera. Now, let's make a distinction here. Great contact centers operate on the very edge of the phones are slammed. They have to. This is the best use of resource, and your workforce management group gets paid to forecast right. When they do, you are always going to be busy. Most great contact centers are always busy. Today, we are talking about extra busy. Now, maybe your location is a daily fire alarm, right, which means that you don't even have always busy. You're an extra busy, over the edge, not even close to extra busy all the time. If your organization is a daily fire alarm and, and that's you, then what I'm going to tell you today may help, but not very much. And that's because you're in a fire drill all the time. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. Probably need a new plan. You know, Tesla has a car and they're really, really fast car they call ludicrous. So if you're in an environment where they're just, it's just slammed and, and it's in that extra busy mode all the time, then you're in a ludicrous contact center. And um, well, I, I, I feel for you. I have empathy for you. Hopefully what I'm going to say is going to help a little bit, but, but not a lot. So you've heard me say in the past that we have to be great at hiring and welcoming new new employees because it happens a lot. It's a it's a core competency that we have to have. You also have to be great when things get extra busy. It has to be one of your core competencies because it's going to happen. And so what I want to talk to you today about are some tips that you can get put in place for extra busy. So here we go. Here's some things that you can do and you can look at when you're extra busy. Number one, the first thing you have to do is you have to embrace the fact that you can't control it. Maybe somebody else can. Maybe your workforce management uh, can control it, but you may have had a change in policy. Paperwork to your customers may have changed. The weather, both good and bad, may have changed. It may have been a, a long weekend, but most likely what created the extra busy is not you, and it's out of your control. Now, it 
could be you because maybe show, nobody showed up on your team or in your group or you've been letting it go and you haven't been focused on, you haven't done the, the, the pips that you were supposed to do with relation, relationship to absences and, and showing up in the right place at the right time or who knows, maybe all your people took a sick day um, because it was a long weekend or rough weather or maybe yesterday was just sucky and nobody showed up. So in those instances, it could be your fault. But more than likely, it's not your fault. And it's just what's something that you're going to have to deal with. And there are some other things that you can obviously do. You can engage with your workforce management team. You can understand the drivers and brainstorm on different actions that you can take when you get into this extra busy type mode. Um, you can always make sure that your customer educated on self-service, channel migration. But outside of all the things that require planning, when you're in the moment, you can't control it. There's an old adage in the contact center, um, don't measure anything, you don't have any intention of changing, which, which means that, that, that things that you measure, sometimes in a contact center we have a tendency to measure all these things, but we have no intention of changing them. And so those are really things we should monitor. A great example of that is the weather. We can't change the weather. And you can measure it, know how many inches of rainfall and all that kind of stuff, but the reality is you really ought to monitor it because you can't change the weather. Well, this is an example of something that, that by and large, you can't control it. It's just going to happen. It's going to be a bad weather day or something's going to happen that's going to create this environment or somebody's going to change a billing structure or something's going to happen that's going to create this extra busy day. So the first step is, is don't overly stress over the fact of things that you can't possibly control. So second up is when, when you get into an extra busy day, you got to go back to basics. Because your, your day-to-day key drivers, they haven't changed. All the target, targets and stats that you're, that you're searching for are exactly the same. They haven't changed. You can't go faster. And so what normally happens is, is when as soon as, those, as soon as you get this extra busy day, all of a sudden all those targets, they just kind of go out the window because we're just all trying to survive and everybody's just trying to bail water out of the boat. And the reality is, is that is that when you're in an extraordinarily difficult time, the best thing that you can do is to is to is to stick to your basics, stick to the things that work. Don't stop the other normal things that go on during your day. I mean, you're you're gonna have a bad day. You already know that. And I'm not saying that you should slow down. I'm not saying that you should do anything that would help you from maybe getting getting a better response to what's going on. But but the pandemonium and the panic doesn't help because the people that are in their seats they haven't changed. They have the same strengths and weaknesses that they had on your always busy day. On your extra busy day, they've got the same strengths and the same challenges. So if Dana struggles with AHT and you've been working on it, telling her to go faster today won't work. It's just going to make things worse. So, So accept where you are. And, and, and recognize the fact that, that I still have to do all the same things that I need to do and, and, and go through the process and go through the things so that when the day is over with, you don't have to look at excuses and you don't have to say, well, we didn't do this, we didn't do that. Maybe you didn't do all of them, but you will accomplish some of them. So now there are some things you can do. Obviously, if you've got employees that struggle with adherence, you know, you can put a little bit of extra time into that one at that point. Um, having in their seats obviously, obviously helps. Um, Anything that that an employee needs to do that makes sure that they're where they need to be at the time they need to be 
is important to you. So don't ever lose sight of the fact, and, and I know it sounds like a simple, generic, wide open term, back to basics, but what I'm trying to get you to recognize is, is that all the things that make for a really well-run contact center, for a really well-run team, the things that you do that work, they still work on the extra busy days. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted by all the other stuff that's going on. So third up is, is something that's obvious, but it has ramifications of that when the when, when, when calls are in queue and, and, and wait times are really rising and there's just an enormous amount of traffic and there's not enough people, it just has a big effect on everyone. I mean, more stress never helps, but it creates a much more stressful environment. And whether that's people putting it on themselves or, or just the air about it or just the, the frustration that comes from customers that, are, that have more angst because they've either had to wait longer or it took you longer to call them back or whatever the combination is, it just creates more stress. The beginning of conversations uh, just, just don't start as well and as easy as you want. So it's really important that because of this big negative that you stay connected and you stay encouraging. This is the time when you being present and you being connected to your employees matters. So have some fun with it. You know what? You can those. That's a good time to to bring out the nuttiest call or the strangest call or the worst call of the day. And it also helps when there's such a big negative and and it's going to be such a long day is to begin to break the day down into smaller pieces. You know, hey, just going to get through the next half an hour, just going to get through the next hour. We're going to look at look at things as as we've gotten through the morning. Anything that you can do that can shorten a a, a time span for how you're looking at things helps because it, it takes away from the overall really, really large stress that comes with it. And then the fourth thing that you can do is to is to get in the rows or online, or reach out, or whatever you have to, whatever you have to do. It's really, really important that you um, that you that you are in the rows, that you are present. And um, it's it's not a day for you to be extra busy. Obviously, it's not a day that you're going to accomplish many of the things that you're trying to get accomplished. It's a day to be extra available. You know, you can't talk someone off the ledge if you're on not anywhere near the ledge to talk them off it. So, so being more available, being more visible, being in the rows, encouraging, uh, you know, finding different ways to connect with people. Uh, you know, it, one of the thing, ways that you can help them is, is to help them deal with stress is to really encourage people to do something else other than jump on their cell phones just when they get during their breaks and in their lunch. It just adds more stress, right? So say something nice, say something encouraging, Find different ways that you can help them with their load. Uh, maybe it's helping with escalations. Maybe it's getting them getting them a, a drink. Go easy on the caffeine and the candy. There's always a high, but then a pretty big low. You may actually be doing more harm than good. But being in the rows, being available, being somewhere where you might be able to make a connection or smile or provide some sort of a support or stand in or get somebody for someone, anything that you can do that puts you in the moment, that gives these people a recognition that there is other support, that you do care. And one of the best ways that you can show them that you care is to be present while it's happening. And, and you know what? It, that's something that you can do on a, on a daily basis all the time. The more present that you can be, 
the better off you are. Now you're saying, well, you know what? None of my people are in my, are in, my, are in an office, Michael. I'm sitting in my house. They're sitting in theirs. Well, then you're going to have to find different ways to be connected, to be engaged. And uh, maybe that's in a, maybe that's in a chat window. Uh, maybe that's in a, a, a check-in phone call. Uh, maybe that's in an email response that you're doing. Maybe you send something out, get some sort of a response back. Uh, maybe you connect up with them. Uh, anything that you can do to stay connected with your folks is something that's important. Have them give you a ring during their lunchtime or right before they go back on again. Anything that you can do to stay connected with them that is encouraging, that's uplifting. Um, that's a great day to find somebody doing something right. And uh, in 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 the in the mass hysteria that comes with an extra busy day, finding somebody doing something right learns to ends up being a really, really great thing. And then the fifth thing that you can do is to end on a personal note. You know, when the day is over, when their shift is over, don't forget to say thank you. It's something that you ought to be doing all the time anyway, but, but say thank you, be encouraging, be encouraging at the beginning of that really bad day and be encouraging at the end of each day. If you know it's going to be a bad day, maybe you ought to meet him in the parking lot and give him a little high five or cheer him on as their way into the parking lot. Or maybe you need to walk him out to the parking lot when the day is over. Anything that you can do that that shows encouragement, shows you taking an extra step on an extra busy day makes all the difference in the world. So whether you recognize the fact that you can't control a busy day, that you're going to go back to basics, that you're going to 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 embrace and work on just the big negative effect that that calls in queue and and extra busy does and effect that it has on anyone. Get in the rows, get online, reach out, do whatever you have to do, and don't forget to end on a personal note. I told you when we started that excuses are like rear ends. Nobody, uh, everybody has one, and nobody needs another. This is the biggest excuse in contact centers, which is you know we were we were the phones were slammed. And we were jammed and we didn't get anything done. Well, you know what? Next time, why don't you get a little bit more done? So the next time somebody says, how was your day yesterday? You can still say, you know what? The phones were, were slammed and we were jammed. And you know what? We, we rose the occasion. And we weren't perfect because you can't possibly be perfect. But we did get a lot of stuff done. And, and we really responded well. And it was, a, it was a great day. And let me tell you how it was a great day. And then show them some of the measurements and some of the things you were able to do to make it a great day. And you know what? When you do that, the next time you have an extra busy day, people will look forward to having some success in that day. And if you can have some success in the extra busy days, imagine what you can do in the always busy days. Listen, it's been great to talk to you this week. I hope you've had a fabulous week. Uh, You know what? As I say over and over again, you can be a great leader. All it requires is for you to, to, to focus some effort on it and to set your mind to it and then do it because you got you to walk through the paces. You've got to do the things that are necessary uh, to be successful. And I know you can do it, so just go ahead and do it. And I look forward to talking to you next week. And um, wow, go be spectacular somewhere. I know you can. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.